Adam, for the last episode of season two, mm. I'd really like if you uh, sent us out with a Italian turkey gobble beatbox, if you could. Bonacino. Eh? Oh, no, 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 all I got. <laughs> I will tell you, the first five seconds of that, I did not see that coming. But I did, Gene, though. That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you basically did like the words before the beat drop. Yeah. <laughs> and oh my fucking god! Except for yours was like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do that again. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> uh, holy fucking t- shit! Are, are you a Teletubby? Is that what's happening? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, dude. This is where the Daily Dubby sound like when he takes his head off. What's up? Uh, I got one fucking smoke break. Okay. Okay. We well, there's so much to talk about. So yeah, for sure. Let's just let's just get right into the episode. Let's yeah. strew Teletubbies and <laughs> Italian dubstep to the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just like moments ago finished this episode. Yeah. And you did as well. Initial reactions. You, well, first off, as I was about to go watch the episode, you texted me, oh, Giuseppe's fired. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I haven't watched it. I have not watched it. Which is, thank God, which is uncommon for you. Normally it's me watching it, like following up, you know, at the very last minute. <laughs> I know I was behind this week, but okay. uh, and I, I read, I read the text message and I was like, okay, that I don't care about that. That's yeah. Giuseppe being fired. was the smallest goddamn part. Yeah. I thought, this honestly, episode. I thought it was going to be a bigger thing and it wasn't. So <laughs> it was not. Twas okay. Not. Let's talk about the storylines separately. Sure. Yeah. So agree. first let's go over the spillers and the Sullivans, man. That conversation that Harper and Ethan were having mm-hmm, towards mm-hmm, the beginning ish mm-hmm, was infuriating. <laughs> I wanted I wanted to die. I wanted to die. It was infuriating. It was, uh, okay. So the beginning of this episode, Ethan is lying in bed and imagining Harper and Cameron having sex. Yeah, as as you would, you know. As you do. As you do when you think there are lies. <laughs> In the next room, Cameron gets a little bit weird when Daphne calls him over to talk with the kids. As he leaves the bathroom to go do that, he goes from having a straight face to yeah. a smile, like a psychopath. Oh, would yeah. Do. <laughs> absolute, absolute psycho. So, I don't know. Perhaps uh, I'm reading into it. Maybe he knows those aren't his kids. Maybe he's just an asshole. Mm. Uh, maybe he's straight psycho who does psycho things. Yeah. <laughs> He's just uh, in his own head all the time. At breakfast, Ethan is surprised when after Cameron is talking about who knows what, him and Daphne are just having a conversation and Harper's like, you're an idiot. Very casually. (laughs) A way... You silly goose. Yeah, basically (laughs) calling him a silly goose in, in a way that you would do to a person you like. She didn't say, you fucking idiot. She's like, oh, you, you're crazy. You, <laughs> you you're crazy. You're crazy. And I like it. <laughs> that was the vibe. Yeah, Perhaps sure. everyone, including Ethan, is reading too much into that. But <laughs> I don't think so. Although maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it makes him even more suspicious. 
Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. I haven't seen that TikTok in too long. I tell you, so I hope good. that gets back on that old algo. The, uh, <laughs> the all al- the robots. The algo. <laughs> all the old algo. The robots in my house yeah. listening to me and then being like, okay, let's put that on the list. Got to show the don't be suspicious TikTok to Ryan. He wants it bad. <laughs> Ethan is ultra paranoid at this point mm. and confronts Harper. Harper basically reiterates exactly what Ethan said to her earlier in the season. Nothing really happened, but there is a set of time that Ethan does point out where, I mean, Harper says, we kissed. And then, you know, after he latched the door and then he ran away and mm. then you came inside mm-hmm. and Ethan aptly is like, okay, that couldn't have been. Yeah. There was like eight minutes of unaccounted time there. And she's like, yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. How the tables, how the (laughs) turntables. And it was at this point, I was like, oh my God, they are going to leave us blind and deaf (laughs) to both of them. Yeah. What they both did. (laughs) Bold move, Mike White. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I hate you for it. I might. (laughs) It's keeping you thinking though. It yeah. keeps your brain attached to it. Either way, Ethan is looking her straight in her goddamn eyes and says, you are lying. And then Harper admits that they kissed, as I said previously. And then she steers the conversation away to how their marriage is falling apart, which is not incorrect. Right. She was minimalizing it. At this point, Ethan freaks out. Well, and they took turns minimalizing parts of each other's lives that Mike (laughs) White has sought fit to not tell the audience about (laughs) exactly 100% (laughs) of. So Ethan gets all mad. He goes over to the Sullivan's, but Cameron is not there. Daphne points him towards the beach. You can go beat him up there. (laughs) Ethan confronts Cameron in the water and they fight, but Mm. it's sort of a drowny kind of fight. Yeah, oh, they were, I mean, he was trying to kill him. And then Cameron was trying to kill him. Like, they were both trying to drown each other. Oh, yeah. And then this random savior man was just like, yeah, yeah, dude, no, not here. Fucking get off. Get out of here. Yeah, it was Pauly Shore, weirdly enough. (laughs) Why don't you get off of him? (laughs) That was pretty good. I'm just going off of my 10-year-ago memory of uh, son-in-law. <laughs> oh, I was going to say Biodome. Oh, right shit. On. Yep. <laughs> At this point, Ethan finds Daphne on the beach. He tells her the truth, or at least the version of the truth that he understands. Mm. And Daphne looks sad momentarily. Yeah, and it was like instant, though. It, like instantly welling up tears it looked like and then it was like almost like she was able to flip a switch <gasps> never mind <laughs> yeah exactly what cameron did flipping the switch to go talk to his kids yeah it's wild they're robots I'm, i mean Th- they are actual robots yeah. <laughs> at which point daphne says to ethan exactly what she said to harper in an earlier episode you just gotta have to do what you need to do to feel like you're not a victim. Mm. Hey, would you like to follow me to this island and do something again that Mike White will yeah. not tell the audience? I mean, the 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 walking slow-mo montage leading up to it was very tenuous. It's sexual. Yeah. Tis sexual. Yeah. This has solidified Daphne as my favorite character from this season, by the way. <laughs> Is that right? Why? I don't... Because she's just like, huh. Well, fuck it. Let's go fuck on an island. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, she was. She is very nonchalant about literally everything that's been happening. <laughs> oh, about her life yeah, and everything. her marriage uh, just being a lie completely. Yeah. 
it's something that we lose sight of in this episode too and i thought it was going to be a bigger thing was cameron's ask for money but it wasn't a thing i mean somewhere in the middle of this episode he just sort of slips lucia the money that he owes her yeah like he's had it the entire time right so perhaps didn't want to (laughs) pay maybe yeah right maybe we were just reading into that and he's just cheap that was the red herring seems like he might have money he might be fine i think he's fine (laughs) at dinner later they begin to sit separately (laughs) and then cameron and daphne see the spillers and they're like hey Hey, nothing happened earlier right crazy yeah let's have dinner you didn't try to drown me and then from the other side we didn't bone on an island i know it's so insane the red herring cliff island which quentin in an earlier episode was like people get shoved off of cliffs over there so i was like yes yes many red herrings we could we could supply a a a village with many food with all the red herrings that were in this fucking episode a lot of fish a lot of fish so many fish at this point cameron gives a toast and i was like this is just on unhinged yeah it was so wild (laughs) that uh that that i feel like that that actually happens in real life too which is insane what happens like that scenario you know where something contentious happens and then it's like it never happened and they're cheersing like "Uh, let's be friends we're wealthy (laughs) because it's just no it's not even that it's it's pretending that all of that never happened is much easier let's do that right right. (laughs) exactly Oh, my God. After this, Ethan and Harper go back up to their room and begin to have passionate sex. Yeah. When Harper asks him, what is next for us? Basically about to have the conversation of, are we over? And then Ethan hits her with the one, two dick. Oh, yeah. Oh, it it was the um, building up of this. And I'm happy for them. I'm happy for them. Uh, It was deserved. She deserved it. Honestly, you know, love and stuff from her husband so i'm happy about that in this moment it feels like if this season was a scale like an old timey scale made out of brass or some shit and there were weights being added to either side of it it took this long to get to this moment where the scale was now completely and utterly the same on both sides yes Except for the fact that we know as much as both of them know. Right. Actually, no, that's not true. We know less because Ethan knows what happened on the island. Harper knows what happened in that room. And we as an audience are guessing both and seeing the aftermath of it, which is a healthier relationship, question mark. Right. (laughs) Which is good. (laughs) I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. It might not be good. I don't know. It was, you know, it, seems, it was a lot okay. of give and take there. <laughs> yeah, there was some giving. Yeah, <laughs> there was some taking. So, so now let's head over to the DeGrassos and Lucia. Albie promises he will save Lucia at the beginning of this episode, which brings a big old smile to her face. Oh yeah, he invites her to Los Angeles. And he walks up to Dom, who is sitting and thinking about all that he has lost. At breakfast, Albie offers him a deal. Give me $50,000, actually euros, so more than $50,000, and I'm going to give it to Lucia to help her out, and if you do that for me, then I will talk to mom 
and I will tell her that you were thinking about her this entire time, that you really miss her, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Do the thing that you asked me to do earlier in the season. And I was like, how dare you ask me that? But for 50 grand, I'll do that. I'll do it right now. <laughs> and uh, you know what? Uh, you know, he wanted to report back to the mom that all all that lovey, mushy stuff. But it's true. He He was missing her. And like... Like that was true, and I didn't think that that was gonna be as poignant as it was. But he was missing her while having sex with a prostitute. Yeah, but he but but he stopped immediately. Stopped like that first night. Oh, he's such a good guy. Well, I mean, he stopped having sex with a prostitute. (laughs) He's so for someone who he's such a loving husband. For someone who was in hot water with his wife for cheating on him like the fact that he did actually come around and that wasn't bullshit that he stopped like he stopped and he was missing her like you know hopefully a transformative i guess uh milestone but uh, honestly like i said last episode i just don't care about their story anymore me either they came on screen and i was like why i don't care (laughs) just let's move on from this he calls Albie out for just being a mark. And Albie's like, no. How dare what? you, father? I'm not a mark. Except for, you know what? Um, Yeah. Yep. He totally Very fucking much. was. Very much mark. Later that evening, Bert and Dominic and Albie go to dinner. Bert is hugged by Mia, at which point he says to his family, she hugged me and I was a little bit aroused. Uh, you know. <laughs> Our family's Achilles heel is our Achilles cock. Yeah, which, which made me laugh. <laughs> great line. So that is <laughs> yeah. that is a good one. <laughs> so great far, stuff. not wrong. He didn't fall down a flight of stairs and die. No, no, he didn't. Yeah, uh, saved. <laughs> saved. Actual saved. Yeah. Save. Good. What a save. What a save. What, what a save. save. What a save. <laughs> Lucia is ecstatic when Albie tells her that he has transferred the money to her and. Albie also already talked to his mother about his father previous to knowing that Dominic gave him the money. Right. What a good guy. What a good son. But, uh, you know, as it goes, he was a mark. Dominic (laughs) was right. Lucia was playing Albie the entire time, leaves the room the next morning before he can wake up. And then later in the episode, we see her and Mia walking down the street, walking up to who she was selling as her pimp, but not so much just a valet at another hotel. And (laughs) this feels like a thing they've done before. Many times before. This is the play and it worked. And that was the, the last scene of the show was that like happy Lucci and Mia just being terrible people. Just them walking into the fucking sunset. I didn't know for a second what the hell you were trying to sing, but the I, end I of got Greece, it. baby. I got it. Yeah. We got the money. This Albie's a fucking I suck a bunch of lamb and lamb ding dongs. <laughs> yeah. And I don't, I don't know if I feel positive about the situation. Honestly, I feel like it wasn't even care. a situation. Like it was just it, like, from the beginning of the show to the very last episode, it was their story was exactly the same. <laughs> and I'm okay with that, that it's it was recognized, you know, and it wasn't uh, kind of sold to us as something different. It was the same thing. 
Nobody died from their party. Nope. $50,000 is nothing to Dominic. Right. Lucia and Mia, this is obviously just a thing that they do. Although they were talking about, I don't like when they were with each other, they were talking about perhaps this is the first time they've ever done this. But if it worked this well this time, they're definitely going to do this again. Yeah, right. (laughs) You're right. Oh, my God. Oh uh, yeah, and, and uh, at the airport in the in the one of the final scenes, uh, Albie was like, "Oh yeah, hundred percent." She pulled one over on me. <laughs> like he was like very understanding and accepting of it. <laughs> yes, but we don't ha- we haven't <laughs> been able to put into perspective the other side of that conversation as of yet. Yeah, because we have not talked about the thing that actually matters, the storyline that we all came here to see. Sure, Tanya. Portia and the gays, Gay which is how it was. That's what Tanya kept saying. I know. The gays. Yeah. The, oh, the gays. That was good. You were much better than I me. I thought that. <laughs> anyway, Quentin informs Tanya that they're leaving Taromina and that Mateo will be staying back at the Palazzo. Uh, when Mateo comes and says goodbye, he's crying his fucking eyes out. Right. Because he knows what's about to happen. Right. At this point, Tanya is wearing the dress mm-hmm. that the mannequin wears in The Godfather, or at least at The Godfather set that Dominic and friends saw earlier in this season, but is wearing the dress of the woman from The Godfather just to kind of so like you know you see that and you're like oh my god is tanya gonna blow up in a car is that how they're gonna kill her (laughs) poetic justice (laughs) how is it justice not justice well poetic justice to the story but poetic yeah poetic jesus adam's fucking (laughs) that was gunning uh, for tanya this whole time you know what poetic justice you know what fucker (laughs) no jesus No, I actually rather like her character. (laughs) Yeah. Portia wakes up next to Jack and cannot find her phone. She definitely knows she had the phone the night before because she was looking on Instagram for Jack and Mm -hmm. he was not there. Mm -hmm. So she's like, you you took it. And he's like, no, go to bed. Shut up. Now, do you think Jack's you know job was to actually off Portia or no you just think that it was to get her away and then bring her back and it's done correct his job was exactly I think what he did which was hide the phone distract her all day and then bring her to the airport at the end and say get on out of here yeah it's just the way he made it sound was you know uh you know word of advice don't go back to the hotel you know, I, I the way it was positioned, it was she was like almost doing her a favor kind of thing. But um, now that you say it, like that might just be because she figured it out. Right. I mean, later she gets in the car and is like, OK, cut the shit. Yeah. Right. You definitely took my phone. Yeah. You fuck your uncle. <laughs> yep. Who is perhaps not your uncle. What is going on? At which point he yells at her yeah. and she's like, fuck, I'm a hostage. Yeah. No. I'm, I'm glad I hate, that that I hate being a hostage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> being a hostage not only in my job but also my life (laughs) again tanya goes back to the room and recognizes greg from the photo but sort of believes quentin when he says that that guy's that that guy no that's steve that's steve not that's not your that's not your husband so (laughs) just chill yeah (laughs) at this point jack goes to the bathroom at the restaurant that they're in and portia takes his phone and calls tanya and they have a long conversation where they both sort of come to the same conclusion that they're in a load of trouble and that something bad is about to happen to tanya yeah at at which point tanya is like oh it wasn't steve (sighs) 
That was definitely Greg. He said, let's go to Sicily for sure. Very specific. Yeah. And I go, oh, they're going to kill me. That's a bummer. (laughs) But that crescendo, though, the crescendo to the end of that scene was so good. It was so tense. Like you, you, you kind of saw what was going on, but the way it happened, I did not see. Yes. On this phone call, Tanya is like, oh my God, the prenup. Greg gets nothing if they divorce, yeah. but he gets everything if she dies. Crazy. At which point Jack snatches the phone out of Portia's hands and is just like, let's, let's keep going. Ha ha ha. Anyway, <laughs> the boat anchors off of the shore. Uh, Sam pointed out while we were watching this that the boat is in the background in the first scene where Daphne finds someone in the water. Yes, which yes. I I did not remember that. Wonderful stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tanya then kind of runs away from who she keeps calling the gays and they can see her doing it the entire time. <laughs> know, she thinks she's being really stealthy. Funny. <laughs> it was super funny. Uh, At which point she drops her phone in a panic into the ocean like a dumbass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very Tanya. Mm. She spots the captain. She goes upstairs and she's like, do you speak English? He says no. And then she talks in English. (laughs) Proceeds to say everything in English. (laughs) And then at the end, he was like, yeah, I'm gay too. (laughs) That's the only word he recognized. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, oh no, that is, that's not what I wanted from this conversation. (laughs) Nicolo then arrives on a dinghy and he's in the mafia. Yeah. And she knows that. So it's very apparent that he is here to murder her. To do the killing. At which point Quentin's like, you guys should go back. You should both get on that dinghy. <laughs> very and go like, and leave now. Hey, bye. <laughs> get out, get, get on out of here. But oh, yeah. Tanya knows the gig is up. Yeah. Uh, or at least or Tanya knows what's about to happen. So she's like, more wine, maybe. Yeah. Let's just chill. And then he immediately lights a cigarette just like in frustration. At which point, Tanya sees Niccolo's bag that is on a bed behind them. And she just clumsily runs over, grabs the bag, runs into the back of the boat and locks herself in her room. In said bag, she finds ropes, duct tape and a gun. I wonder what what those are for. Oh, crazy. Perfect kidnapping materials. Uh, Yeah, zip ties. The, the whole nine yards. Yeah. The movie, the whole nine yards. Yeah. Great. great also movie. about assassins. Such yeah. a good movie. <laughs> then she takes out the gun, is crying, and is like, I'll be right, I'll be right out. <laughs> and then <laughs> Niccolo breaks down the door and she shoots him. She just shoots him. She just starts. And then we only see this from like, not even her perspective. We see her doing it. So we don't really know. It looks like she's closing her eyes and shooting anything and everything. I know. Like it, it looks like she's just sort of shooting off into the distance while people run away. Yeah. And I was like, she's hitting nothing. Yeah. She's just walking with her eyes closed, yeah. shooting in front of her. <laughs> Turns out that is not the case. She hit everyone. She hit everybody. <laughs> except well, for that one except guy. That yeah. one guy. That she jumped off. shot Quentin in the heart. Yeah. Uh, she shot the French guy. She uh, obviously didn't shoot the other guy who jumps off the back, but like she pulled the trigger. Oh, yeah. But didn't have any more bullets. Right. Thankfully, in this show, they just don't have like infinite magazines of bullets. I hate when shows are I like, know. yeah, no, that that gun can shoot forever. Yeah, no, that's why I love. So one of the, the details of John Wick is that they use exactly what is fired and they have to reload at the end of every magazine. Like that's a detail they actually do because that's how guns work because that's real. Yeah. And then, exactly like I assumed Tanya would be, 
Quentin is bleeding out. Yeah. Coughing up blood. And she's like, is Greg having an affair? <laughs> I literally was, I laughed out loud when she said that. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so she has gotten herself out of this situation. Yeah. She took it upon herself. She grabbed the bag. She shot all of the dudes who were going to kill her yeah. for Greg so that he could get the prenup money. She has succeeded. She has won. And then, <laughs> and then, and then this fucking idiot <laughs> is like, oh, I'm going to get on the dinghy now. You know what I won't do? Jump off the back of the boat where I just saw Hugo jump off and it looked like he did just a fine job. Yeah, you know, what the I'm swim do, platform. <laughs> right. down at water level. What <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do. Screaming at the screen. Yeah, because you knew. You just. Yeah. You just knew. She's in heels trying to go over the edge in a dress like. <sighs> she's going to Rose Dewipicator it right off the back. <sighs> she doesn't have Jack to yeah. pull her back. No, she sure doesn't. <laughs> So she's like, oh, no, I can't do this. And then loses her footing, hits her head on the dinghy and drowns and dies. Yeah. <laughs> so the death was Tanya. And I'm like, I'm half bummed about it because I like her character. And like, I didn't suspect Tanya for a lot of this season. No, I assumed she would be a part of the anthology forever. Yes. Yeah, same. But if you watched what you did, the post episode, Mike White describes like his thought process behind having it be Tanya. And I, I think it's great. His description of it was great. Like he was just like, I wanted her like we I didn't want her to die. I love the character, but she died in a very derpy way. And he said derpy. He said the word derpy. He yes. Did. And I'm like, yeah, that was about as derpy as you can get. <laughs> oh, it was a little gratifying, though. It was. There was that point where they were zooming in on her in the ocean. Yeah. The kind of zoom you do where someone opens their eyes if yes. they're Jason Bourne. <laughs> yeah. And and they're like, oh, he's fine. He's chill. Yeah. She's she wasn't. She, yeah, she's, it didn't happen. She's dead as fuck. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> secrets out now. <laughs> Tanya's yeah. dead. Tanya's and, and, dead. You know, at the beginning of the show, they said, oh, it was multiple people. And obviously now we it know was. The, the multiple people was the people on the cruise ship. But I thought that it was going to be multiple guests that we knew of. You know, like guests of the hotel. I know that they were guests of the hotel, but I thought it was like part of the main storyline guests. You know, that's the way they led it to believe anyway. Yes. Just another fish in the barrel. Yeah. A red herring, if you will. Oh, my God. But I'm excited for the next season. Mike White alluded to wrapping up some of the storylines in season three, potentially wrapping up some of the storylines in season three, which I like that they'll be kind of crossing it a little bit again. Maybe we find out what happens with Greg. Maybe we find out what happens with Cameron and Harper and Ethan and Daphne. But it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. I'm, I'm excited for season three. These This show wraps up very well so far each time. So At this point, we fast forward to the morning and Daphne discovers Tanya's body mm -hmm. out in the water. And we then come back to the present timeline from the first episode. Portia is dropped off by Jack near the airport. He says, these are powerful people, and I do not advise you to go back to the hotel. Just go into the airport and go home, throws her phone out the window, and speeds off. 
Ridiculous. And I was like, I wonder what she's going to do. And Sam asked me, she's like, what would you do? And I was like, I would immediately call Tanya when she doesn't pick up the phone. I would Google Italian police yeah. and I would call them and tell them exactly what was happening. Uh, and she was like, I would go to the airport and leave. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Very unhelpful. <laughs> Well, to be fair, that's exactly what Portia did. Yeah, I know. It's true. Well, I think she she just didn't know how to process what happened, you know? She fucking knew. She knows what happened. Yeah, but like, you know, she even said when she came in contact with Albie that he was, that she was trying to call her and he just, she just has not yet answered. Oh, Kept trying to call no, She knows she's dead, Adam. <laughs> like, okay. Well, she knows, she absolutely knows that she's dead when Albie said, yeah, they found a cruise ship and everyone was dead. <laughs> right. And somebody drowned. Yeah, right, right. Anyway, where's point, your boss? And Portia's like, she's not picking <laughs> up her phone right now. Phone. Wait, do you know who it was? And he was like, okay, how was Palermo? And she goes, not great. <laughs> Pretty terrible. <laughs> that was the biggest laugh line for me or the episode when she went, not great. Yeah, <laughs> not good. Real bad. <laughs> At which point she's like, how was you and that girl? And he was like, oh, yeah, she played me. Yeah, she took my $50,000. She absolutely played me. Want to exchange numbers? <laughs> and then they do. Yeah such a weird and winding road to get to this place, but they, they made it to each other. The road was rocky, but they got here. Let's briefly discuss Valentina and the hotel because those things did happen. I cared very little, but they did occur. So Valentina wakes up in bed with Mia. She can't find her underwear and a housemaid walks in to the bedroom and sees what is going on. Yeah. Fantastic. (laughs) Mia compliments her quote unquote skills. Yeah. (laughs) And then Valentina runs down to work. She brings back Rocco. She throws out the creepy guy. You're back to the beach club. Mm. And then Mia walks up to her later and is like, I'm not really a lesbian, by the way. You should hang out with like uh, some real ones. Lucia and I know some will bring you to the club. And I thought hearing that. Valentina was going to be more sad. And it may, if she was, she didn't let it on. Yeah. She's like, yeah, okay, that sounds great. Sounds no, good. I think I think she's um, maybe resolved that someone is willing to, I guess, help her or like that she doesn't have to hide it, maybe. You know, because obviously Isabella's uh, not going to happen. <laughs> no, no. Or Mia. Or Mia's, you know. But no, it's. I think, uh, you know, it's empowering for her. So Giuseppe comes back. Valentina tells him he's fired and Mia is the pianist now. And then nothing really happens uh, about that. After that, I I really wanted like something to happen. I wanted one of them to die. (laughs) Like that was the storyline I was waiting for. Giuseppe got ousted as a piano. So he kills Mia kind of thing. (laughs) Honestly, I'm glad it didn't happen. If Mia died, I think like a minor character getting killed off. And that being like the resolution of the season. Yeah. It would have just been too small. It it is better that it was a main character. It it, it had more of an impact for sure. Right. After a shootout. Yeah. And then falling off, derping off a fucking (laughs) boat and hitting her head and then drowning. Oh, my God. And and they held that shot for literally like 10 seconds, which made it funnier to me. (laughs) Oh, it was... (laughs) It was one of the funnier deaths of a main character of a TV show that's ever happened. Yeah. (laughs) So we then get to the airport scene at the end. Perhaps every season ends in the airport. Yeah. We see a body getting put away, that being Tanya's. So Greg is going to get his money. But also at the same time, 
Portia knows exactly or close to exactly what happened. Right. If uh, any detective worth their salt got on that boat, saw the dead body, who is Tanya, and then found that Quentin and Greg knew each other in their 20s, mm. that's not, I think, a very hard math problem to do, right? No, no, not at all. So in the airport, we talked about Albie and Porsche's discussion. We do a sweeping camera shot over Cameron and Daphne looking like dark clouds are over their marriage. Like mm. they're both sort of completely disassociated from each other yeah. and the situation. And then we look at Harper and Ethan and they're happy and holding each other and smiling. And my exact reaction was like, oh, okay. They just need a little less spice in their life. Yeah, a little bit of a but infidelity on both sides yeah, yeah, yeah. turns out made it way better. <laughs> made it much more high stakes. The feeling I had when Alexandra Daddario walked back into the airport. Oh, that wasn't what I felt in this airport scene, but no, there was a tinge of it. There was a little bit of like Ethan and Harper are happier now. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I guess good for them. <laughs> no. Not good for them. Yeah. Well, good that their, you know, marriage is better, I guess, even though yeah. they're cheating on each other or whatever. I don't know what to feel about it. Yeah. I just, it's just complicated. It definitely wasn't as, uh, as, as there was not as much weight as the one with Alexandra Daddario. That one no. was like, oh, you idiot. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. Uh, so I think for a season that overall was worse than season one, yeah. but still, uh, in my opinion, but still a good season of television, I think the finale of season two was obviously better than yes. the finale of season one. Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree. There wasn't a shootout on a yacht in season <laughs> one, you know? <laughs> there was a stabbing in a room, you know? But Right. Um, no, there was I, a shit in a briefcase and a slow stab. <laughs> That's right. They shat in a briefcase and stabbed him in the stomach. <laughs> and while that was very funny, yeah. it pales in comparison to Tanya closing her eyes and then 360 <laughs> no-scoping <laughs> all the gays on the boat. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was, uh, it was uh, you know, go out with a blaze of glory, I guess. In a blaze of glory. <laughs> Derp hit dead. Derp hit. I still can't get over. Just go on this. Like, why didn't you go on the swim platform? Jump off the back. You just, <laughs> just saw someone do it. Right. Just jump in through the water. Why do you have to try and land on the boat? Like that only welcomes failure. Derp head dead. Derp head dead. God damn it, uh, Tanya. But yes, I agree with you. I agree. It, it was a, it was a good season of television. I liked it a lot. I can't wait for season three. I, I do like this anthology and um, hopefully it, um, Hopefully it takes, you know, ideas from both season one and season two and and, and combines them. Because I think there was stuff that was really great in both of them. Uh, obviously, I would assume you agree with that. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Is it, um, you know, I don't know, name any top tier AAA freaking show on HBO. Is it that? Not necessarily, but I did see a lot of buzz of it on social media, which to was be fair, cool. It's not like any other show on HBO. Yeah, that's true, too. This is the only anthology that they have going mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. And also, Mike White is just doing whatever he wants to do. He said in the post thing, he wanted to do a, like a deep dive on death. He said the that's first right. season 
was about money. The second season was about sex. And the third season is going to be about death. Uh, the second season w- had some death in it. Some yeah. some shooty shooty bang bangs. Um, and they made they, they both did. <laughs> they both they sure had did. death. Um, I'm waiting for rock and roll. You know? Yep. Yeah, why so can't they the do it at the? Why can't they? Joke. <laughs> I know, but it was true. You know, uh, why can't they just do it at the Hard Rock Resort in Punta Cana? You know, like. <laughs> yeah. The first time you said that joke, I was like, oh yeah, it's a good joke. The second time you said it, I feel like you just you truly do want rock and roll. I, I want it. I want to see like you know hair metal the musical kind of thing, <laughs> like Rock of yeah, Ages in White Tom Lotus. Cruise. That would track. That would make a lot of sense. <laughs> Uh, the famous celebrity is Tom Cruise happens to be playing Rock of Ages lead. Oh my God. Think <laughs> if Tom Cruise was in White Lotus season three. That'd <laughs> be fucking the bonkers. <laughs> no, they definitely do not. Uh, after Maverick, man. Psh. <laughs> Top Guns. Top Guns. Is what Tanya fucking is. A she's crack a, shot. She's a Top Gun. <laughs> Backstory. That's how she's so wealthy. She's Top Gun. Oh boy. I'm like, I will say there were more annoying parts in the second season. than I. eh, No, you know what? I know this is in retrospect. Every part, every time Jake Lacey was on the screen in the first season, I was like, but there was, there was a lot of like really cringy moments in this episode where the, the conversation was just like, Oh God, just stop. Um, where Dude, in the first anytime season, the Sullivans and the Spillers were having any conversation whatsoever, the entire season, I know I wanted to just like, just move on, just move on. Yeah. But the first season had really great dialogue sequences, like, um, between Alexander Daddario and that other lady who was the uh, CEO of a company or, you know, Connie whatever. Britain, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I her. thought you were going to say uh, the power bottom conversation. Oh, that's, no. But that, that was, was great, too. Yeah. <laughs> I think the dialogue was generally better in season one. Do you like the idea or the fact that you don't know what happened on the island and you don't know what happened in the room? <sighs> Man. Um, you know, part of me is like, no, I must know all of the details. But then when I think about the whole season, it's kind of it's kind of nice to leave something to the imagination because then it gets you, it keeps you thinking about it. And I think that's incredibly intentional. What do you think happened in the room and on the Island? Um, I think that um, potentially there was moves made in the room. Um, Was it uh, more Cameron's, influence i think so if it was so i think yeah there there may be more in that story and then same thing on the flip side on the island you know ethan isn't going to tell her about that so it's kind of they're both at fault for the same thing i think ethan thinks that harper and cameron had sex i don't think they did i think she was telling the truth no i think she was telling the truth and that they just kissed and then i think ethan went to the island with daphne and they they bone diddly yeah they they got (laughs) down it's funny that you say that because the there was one scene where harper was shedding a tear and nothing was happening and like i think it was it was her like mental struggle of like hey i'm telling him the truth he does not believe me and it's just incredibly frustrating to her so potentially you're right and you know but we'll never know we'll never know (laughs) and i I think that one tear was her mourning her marriage and and then fast forward to the next day and they're fine yeah they're fine good now well that was that pre bone diddly sesh that was post bone diddly that was post wait what diddly 
Yeah. That was after the island that oh, night. Oh, yes, 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 yes. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yep. So a river dead chief <sighs> to this season of White Lotus. A river dead <laughs> Uh, to the season of White Lotus, uh, a, a good in. I- I'm glad that we, you and I, got into it. Sure. Upcoming on the Westworld podcast, <laughs> <laughs> upcoming yeah. on the HBO Boys is gonna be His Dark Materials season three. So if you haven't watched season one and two, get into that. Uh, and then we're, James and I will be talking about His Dark Materials season three. Excellent. After that, I I I don't truly the schedule is beyond me, mm. but somewhere in there is going to be Adam and James talking about The Last of Us season oh, yes. one. Yes, yes. And then we will continue to discuss anything that happens at 9 p.m. on Sundays on <laughs> HBO because that's like our whole deal. Yeah. And, you know, perhaps maybe there'll be other random content that will be thrusted upon you listeners. Our um, pal Alex was like, you guys should talk about The Sopranos. I was like, I haven't watched it. <laughs> <laughs> we should watch The Sopranos yeah. and proactively or retroactively <laughs> do a podcast review on it. A patron of ours wants us to do a severance podcast as well, which, by oh, the yes. way, we have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash H-B-O-B-O-I-Z. You give a dollar or more and you get these podcasts without ads. That's what happens there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if there's enough, we'll do more exclusive stuff. I would be very open to that. So get your friends, get your fams, have them listen to our voices. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be sick. That'd be sick. That'd be great. Yeah. We like doing it. I like doing it. Me too. Dune just finished uh, filming. That's right. I saw that. Which was cool. Yep. So there was something else. that comes in. There was another another movie-related news that broke somewhere. Um, I, it can't, it's, it, it I can't, but you don't remember. I don't it. <laughs> remember it. I just remember seeing it around the same time. I saw that. Doom this is news. great. This is great. Podcasting. Uh, There's yeah, something I, about some movie. Well, it's off the top of my head. This is not written down. We are, we are very real as opposed to many other potentially maybe podcasts where they are scripted. <laughs> if by real, you mean uninformed, then yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're very, uh, off the cuff and, um, unscripted. We're unscripted. Yeah. We have no fucking idea what's happening at any given time. Yeah. Is that the end? That might be the end. That could be in. 